I'm Stephen Daly and you are very welcome to episode 33 of the Mindful Living Guide, a podcast that I set up to try and bring mindfulness into our everyday life through conversation. And today is no exception. I have a great guest on for you. Uh, I'm talking to John Carney of the That's Awesome Facebook page. If you haven't followed already, please hop on it. Uh, John is a mental uh, health advocate and just an all-round awesome person to chat to. Um, this episode touches on a lot of things, uh, from John's love of sea swimming, how to alleviate those stressful times, uh, John's own experience of working on the front lines, and uh, journaling, gratitude, just trying to find light at the end of the tunnel, and in a hope that people will be able to find happiness and true joy in their values without hitting rock bottom just being able to be inspired to find that place in their life where they are just truly happy and truly awesome uh, we also touch on mindfulness of course and um, that question i ask every single guest which i just love the answer to because it's so varied what does mindful living mean to you so sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. So this week on the Mindful Living Guide, I've got a fantastic guest again. Uh, this guy, uh, I met him a few years ago and he just impressed me on so how open he is and uh, and honest just about mental health and just about getting talking. So one of my big passions about this podcast is to try and get more men to talk about mental health so i'm delighted to be able to have john kearney from that's awesome on this week and um, if i describe john i'd say he is the chief encourager at that's awesome and uh, it's a very popular page on facebook and uh, where he just encourages people just to live their best life and just be grateful for everything around them so john you are so welcome to the mindful living guide Stephen, how are you thanks so much for having me on it's a it's a pleasure, and like I like I said, it's, it's I've always I've, I always want to have um, open discussions, and like we say, just break down those barriers so so people can know that it's okay to chat and okay to talk. Um, so if you just start about like like you've got this great page that awesome that's awesome, and it's going for years. And could you talk about about your own journey and like where where how you got to the stage where you, you you're you're so open and honest about your own. Uh, your own mental health and pe- and talking about people's mental health. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I suppose yeah, you hit the nail most of the head there. You did. Um, as regards the, the page is about getting people talking um, about mental health, because ultimately, back in the past, especially with men, there's been this awful stigma attached to mental health, where people have been referred to as maybe you know unstable or mental or imbalanced or you know and then it gets shunned away and people don't talk about it but you know we're, we're slowly heading towards a better place that that, that 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 stigma has been broken down that shell is is being cracked this um i i'm i'm 35 uh, i've worked for the last best part of 20 years as a healthcare professional in in a busy community pharmacy so in you know you can imagine in the best part of 20 years the stories and the patients and clients that you meet coming through the doors of a pharmacy. It, it's, it's incredible. Like it's, I know awesome is a very American word, but I suppose the main reason why I chose it is because it's a very big word. Yeah. You know, we can say you're feeling good, you're feeling great, you're feeling grand. But when somebody describes something as awesome, it, you generally think of this big 
you know, fireworks display of a feeling. That that's yeah. primarily why I chose the name or why I use the word so much. Um, yeah, I suppose some of the stories I've heard down through the years and some of the clients that I've met has has really opened my eyes into yeah, in, into into mental health and yeah. into wanting to be doing more to support mental health. Um, and it's so. fantastic. It's it, like it's I was like I was just saying to you before we came on, but like some of the videos that you share, and there was one particular one actually I was just looking at you from today, like, and you were just talking about perspective and uh, the difference that makes in pe- in people's lives. Um, could you tell us a bit just a, just about the background on that? And I know you're re- you're reading a book at the moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, okay, I'm very look. Okay, so I'm I'm good with music in the sense that I listen to a lot of music, um, and I think we all listen to music in some regards. But um, the Wanted, I think, is the band's name. Um, yeah. and, and I say I think because I, I'm not sure. I'm sure I know some of their stuff. But uh, Tom Parker is is the author of the book, and basically, it's his story of uh, him living his. He describes it as his best life, and then one day he's diagnosed with an incurable cancer. And his whole life just completely flips around on its ass. Um, and I think what I'm enjoying about reading from the book is that it gives me a point of reference then to remind people that this could be you. And not to take the tone of the conversation down, but really it could be. I'll, I'll use me as an example. Like I could, touch what I don't, get some sort of a terminal diagnosis at some point in my life. And you're told, you know, you've got a couple of weeks or a couple of months to live. And that really changes your perspective on life. But the, the angle that I want to come at with it for mental health, especially on my page, is if I can get people thinking about their own perspective now, about perhaps changing something in their life, so as that it encourages them to start to live maybe a slightly better life or maybe the best version of their own life. Okay, if you get some sort of horrible diagnosis, you're still going to feel really down is even too small of a word but if you've been living your best life up to that point the likelihood is that your regrets are going to be minimal and your boots are going to be fairly full and that's that's what I'd love for more fellas I see too many fellas and women but I, I do see many fellas that you know by looking at them and talking to them that there's a lot going on in their life or there's not enough of something going on in their life and, and it's it's easy to maybe make those changes in, in our life. Maybe we've got we've gone through some stuff and, you know, you, you kind of know what not to do. Um, and ultimately, I want to kind of be able to give people that information to help guide them back onto the path they need to be on to encourage their own mental health to be more stable. And it's, it's amazing like that I, you touched on there and um, past guests have touched on it as well about that. Like it's, it's not until like yeah, something happens in your in your life that you change that perspective that and it's many people that um they they could be living in autopilot constantly and that's it's not until something like what happened to tom parker there, the the diagnosis and it makes them actually stop and say hey i've only got a certain amount of time left what what do i want to do with that time and it's not it's not about being really negative about life it but it's about just appreciating life isn't it it's just about just being grateful for what we have yeah, big time. I mean, appreciation and gratitude is something that I live every single day by. Like, and it's it's not that I don't have, you know, nice things as such, but what I'm grateful for is the feelings that I get every day in my life, as opposed to the things that I have. Um, and obviously, yeah, we need, you know, you gotta gotta get get a job, you gotta get money and pay bills, you have to do them things. But ultimately, if you're doing something that you love all of the other things that you don't have become invisible. You know, I was talking with Mark Haslam a couple of months back 
And, you know, to, to be coming from a place of gratitude where you subconsciously start to be thankful for everything you feel puts you into such a magical place. And we're not talking about living in la la land. We're talking about genuinely being, feeling good, feeling awesome. And that's why, you know, that's, that's what you want to get people doing. And it's, a, it's also about like knowing what makes you happy. Like there's, there's lots of people out there and they actually don't know what makes them happy because they're not, they're not on the outlook for all that gratitude. And uh, just for people listening, that wasn't John. That was his dog. <laughs> it's coming at the firework season. I'm going to try and keep her quiet. Oh, stop. It's gas because I, I uh, record this out in the shed. And just literally before we came on, I heard a massive explosion ab- above me uh, from fireworks. Yeah. I'm saying, geez, I hope they're quiet now. But listen, this is life, you know. This is, this is, um, this is, this is what I like I about I, I, an organic conversation. I done uh, I done a live the other night uh, from the kitchen table here, and somebody actually pointed out that it was quite funny because I didn't give a shit, and in the background the washing machine was going. I was like, <laughs> you know what? That's just life. Everyone has a washing machine, and everyone has dirty clothes they need to wash. So, oh, this is it. Like, it's, um, timing wasn't on my side that day, but she'll okay. Um, just, just when we're talking about, about things that make us happy, um, I know you're a big fan of um, sea swimming, yeah, and uh, I see you doing a lot. Is that is that something that you that's you you've done lately or is that something that you've you've been into for a while yeah so i don't know look i i, I think like us all well like anybody certainly that has swam for a long time I, I i've been swimming since since i can remember um and i've always been into outdoorsy kind of sports but i think 2019 probably was the was the big beginning of it because covid19 hit hard um lockdown hit hard people's you know sporting events and you know, going to the cinema and going for a meal and going for a point and going for all the things that you do to kind of decompress or whatever was none and void at the time. Um, so we got back into the idea of sea swimming. We got back into going for proper walks in the park, uh, gathering acorns. You know, we, we went and bought a paddleboard and we got back doing lots of outdoorsy stuff as a family, um, which was which in one sense was a blessing. It, it was unfortunate that we had to have something so drastic that made us get back to that. But I thought for a while it was really nice that people were getting back involved with getting some fresh air and getting some exercise. And it's good for your mental health. I mean, it's been proven time and time over that fresh air and exercise suppresses the black dog. And that's that, that is just a fact across the board. You know, you might might take your time. But yeah, for me, sea swimming is my is my. I refer to it as the G spot on another uh, on another. <laughs> it's my it's my happy zone. Um, yeah. I work in a busy, busy, stressful, mentally fatiguing environment that I love. Yeah. But like anything, if you do too much of something and not enough of something else, your balance becomes completely off. So. Um, I, I need something to keep me balanced. I was literally going to say it. Say it seems like you have the right balance to it, though, because like it's like obviously you've been on on the front line all the way through all of COVID as well, and uh, but it seems that you have a good way of balancing. Like if like if if you do have a really tough tough day, how how do you how do you balance that for yourself? Yeah, that's. That now I can answer it quite easy, but before I would have struggled with that, I would have. So maybe we'll go back a couple of years and I'll up to an answer. So back around back around 2016 slash 2017, there or thereabouts, I was finding that I was coming home from work very much not the same person I was going out to work. Uh, I was getting in, I was tired, I was lethargic, I was 
sitting up most of the night, not really sleeping very well. And, uh, you know, I, I was starting to just become not me. And that was always the expression I was using. It just wasn't me. Um, so this went on for a couple of weeks and, you know, had buddies kind of saying to me, you know, is everything all right at home? Is everything, you know, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just don't feel myself. Um, and I, I was taking too much on. I was taking far too much on. And I kept saying things like, I'll do that. I'll get that done. Sure, like, ah, look, that's life. I'll be grand. Stuff that we all say, 10 a penny, every day of the week. Except for people that say it 10 a penny, they also do something to help alleviate some of that pressure and stress. I wasn't. I was like a gas boiler with the valves all seized up. Yeah, absolutely. There was just, it was just, it was an explosion waiting to happen. Um, so probably about six months in then I ended up going to the doctor and I was talking to him about it and I'm saying look come here look you know where I'm at you know what I do I'm not feeling great x y and z uh, and we talked about going and doing some counseling and we talked about taking some SSRI medication uh, which is a serotonin reuptake uh, kind of mild anti-anxiety antidepressant drug which works on sort of lowering the volume in your head so you don't have too much kind of clapper going on or sometimes I'd refer to it as letting the hamster off the wheel for a break that's kind of the way I'd use the, the example and um, so we did I went on those for a while and I found they were helping uh, in combination with counseling and in combination with exercise and um, I was lucky and I was able to kind of taper off the medication I was able to stay at the counseling and I was able to stay with the exercise a couple of more months in we're at about maybe late 2018 and early 2000 and maybe 2019 started 2019 i'd say i was able to taper out of the counseling and i was able to keep going with the the exercise i was swimming two three times a week i was running i was doing five 10k runs for charity i was really keeping busy and i was really starting to feel like me again so the realization came when i was journaling one night and i was looking at the pattern that I had been going down and it was basically work, 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 not sleeping, work, 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 not. And that, that, this just went on for months, months and months and months. And then when everything else was added into the equation, it was almost like a seesaw. That was the image that I had in my head, uh, Stephen. It was literally a seesaw and it was as work went up, fun went down. Right. That, that was it. Energy and fun went down. Which is unusual because you're you're passionate about your job as well. You actually you love your job. Yeah, this this is this is the thing. And I kept I kept throwing myself back into work because I kept saying, I love this. This is something I've been doing for years. This is something I'm good at. This like what's going on here? So I kept kind of digging more and more and more into work and making sure that my work was perfect, impeccable, timekeeping was tops. You know, at the end of every day, everything was done. Sure, all I was doing was emptying the tank. Yeah, I had nothing left, nothing left to give uh, until something gave, mm. and it did. It absolutely gave um, until I started taking a step back, and that was what I found hardest because I had been doing something so robotically wrong for so long that I had to now unlearn what I had been doing incorrectly for so long, um, which is why now... I suppose it brings me back to answering the, the, the first question. It brings me back now that I adopt this attitude that when I clock on to work, I clock off from home life. Right. And then when I clock off from work, I clock on to home life. 
And that's the work that I do now. So I work my ass off like you between yeah. nine and six and then I down tools. Yeah. And then I clock onto something else and I give that my all. And then I down tools. And that's the way I work my life at the moment. That's how my life gets balanced. So I clock on to different things throughout the day that I need to, and I clock off from things. And that can be a physical thing, or it can be a mental thing, or it can be, you know, going and sitting in the car for 10 minutes or going and sitting in the staff room for half an hour, whatever. Everyone will have a different clock on, clock off system. Um, but it was the sweet spot. It was the honey yeah. for, for the complete transformation. Like, Brilliant. It's, it seems like you, you've, one thing I'm, I'm seeing from this um, is that you've got great awareness uh, that it seems like now you can recognize when that seesaw, as you put it, is going one way. And um, it's, I think, is, is do, you, do you think if, where in your journey do you think you found that awareness and that ability to know when you need to shift the balance? There, it's a funny one it is. Most of, most of the time it's in work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get a feeling. You get a feeling. Um, I think because I've gone through what I've gone through, I, I've learned a couple of internal feelings that perhaps I never was able to access before. So it's a little bit hard to put into words, but I generally would know when I'm in work, if I, I get that kind of that hot feeling coming up in me tummy where you kind of go, oh, Jesus, I'm busy today. I, I, I'm, I'm mixing up things. I did. And I, I might just feel a bit scattered. Yes. Whereas most days you feel somewhat together. Uh, it'd be a bit like if you haven't had your morning coffee or something like that. You just, something's just missing from the equation. Um, and I know then that I need to just go and take five. Brilliant. So uh, for me, taking five is enough just to recalibrate myself because I now know I'm quite aware of yeah. what I'm looking out for yeah. not to be doing. Yeah. And it's, it's like it's just a matter of kind of grounding yourself again and yeah. kind of coming back and saying, coming back to what's what's important right now. And uh, yeah. Run, get, yeah, completely. Get. No, it, it is like, and I, I, it, when at the risk of sounding like cocky or big headed, what I'd love to be able to do is download some of the information from my head and then upload it to somebody else. Yeah. That's that's what I want. That's what the desire from doing mental health podcasts and mental health live talks and posting things like that. That's my. That's the only way I can access doing that yeah. for people because, especially fellas we're not great at kind of ringing a buddy going I'm feeling a bit down can I have a chat with you like yeah. you don't have to use them words but generally speaking lads aren't great at that yeah. and I found with using social media as much as it has its downsides if you just focus on like anything if you focus on its positives you'll only yeah. see its positives yeah. you tend to get a particular following of people that might not like anything and they might not comment on anything but they're looking at it and then they say to you a couple of weeks down the line, oh, I was listening to something you said yeah. and it resonated with me. Um, but, you know, I'm quite private and I didn't want to get involved with it, but I just want you to know it has helped me. And then I go, I won't say it. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the that's the desire. That's that's the gold. You know, that's that that's is. that I, I, I love that as well in like um which is, I remember there was uh, for years, like I, I work in IT and there was a, there was um, one particular person who I, I happened to work with in a few different companies but i always had this person on a pedestal like he was just he he knew his stuff and he was just had an amazing presence and um 
just out of nowhere once I, he he contacted me to say that um, he had been struggling in certain parts and that just listening to some of the stuff I shared really made a difference. And it's like exactly what you said. Like it's that just just like even like from this conversation, just to, to let someone know that it's OK to talk. You know, it's um like it, say, right. And I probably kind of put you on the spot here now. But for like if, if, if there was someone listening right now who is struggling wants to talk about saying they're, 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 ha- they're going through issues at the moment, but doesn't know where to start. Where do you think the best place to start is? The best place to start is always the beginning. So we've all heard the cliches, it's okay not to be okay. And, you know, start at the beginning and the truth will set you free and all these kind of things, Okay. They aren't cliches that we use ten a penny for no reason. They have very, very large and monumental values. Um, I generally do my best to try keep it as simple as I can for people. If somebody is struggling with anything, the easiest way for to deal with it for me is good old fashioned pen and paper. Get get it down on pen and paper. You can put it in a book. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't even have to keep it. You can rip it up and burn it. You can do whatever, but it makes it real. When you write something down, when you write down, I'm not feeling well today and I don't know why, or I'm not feeling well today because inside my head feels like, you know, bee is buzzing around me or my skin is crawling or whatever. When you, when you write it down, it becomes real. And when it becomes real and you're willing to admit that it is real, it makes the next step whatever that may be, just a little bit more achievable. For me, that's what worked anyway. Yeah. So you, you, cause you mentioned journaling earlier on. Is journaling a big part of your life then? Journal is still a huge part of my life. I, I, I keep uh, a large A4 journal in the car and a large A4 journal at home. And wow. I journal all the time. And if I could show you the journal, like it, it's, I think people think it's like, you know, Dear diary, today I saw my crush. It's you know, sometimes my 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 journaling is pictures. Yeah. It might just be a smiley face and a question mark. And in my head, that reminds me of the moment that I was happy. And the question mark is why was I happy? And then I remember why I'm happy, and then I'm grateful for that moment. Um, or I'll draw a couple of Z's across a page and it's probably five o'clock, and I go. I'm drawing Z's on a page. It's five o'clock. Well, I'm getting tired. Am I tired because it's been busy? Am I tired because I haven't had proper lunch or dinner? I don't know. I, I just, I find it helpful. And yeah, I like, it. it's, it's good cool because you don't need to be fully literate. And um, maybe some people struggle with reading and writing, but we yeah. can all get some sort of emotion from our head with a pen and paper. It doesn't matter what medium you use it. I don't know. It works for me. You have a great way of describing it because there's a lot of people like, like journaling it has become a bit of a buzzword. And yes. but it's very it's very hard for like people that don't do it to kind of realize it's literally just writing down what's in your head, you know. Yeah. And and some people use prompts. Some people have like certain questions that they, they might ask each day. But even one thing uh, is like just your gratitude. Just writing down your gratitude each day and just yeah. just sharing what like no matter how small it is. And I I I know some someone close to me that was struggling there a lot recently, and they changed totally. By just writing down what was grateful each day, and because 
what happened then is that each day they're going out looking for, oh, I have to tell him what I'm grateful for. So I have to look for something to be grateful for. And their whole, like we said, it's start perspective. The perspective changed, you know, they're looking for the positive in the day. It does. Yeah. And it, like it, it really, it works. It works. Like you got to do like people talk about doing something for 21 days to make or break a habit. So if you were willing to invest, because you're only ever investing in yourself, yeah. um, you know, so when you take an investment opportunity to improve your mental health, it's going to be you directly that benefits from it, plus the people in your immediate vicinity. But like it's win win, because if you invest in yourself and something positive changes, well, that's a win. If you invest in yourself and something doesn't change, you're not going to feel so down about it that something didn't change. You're going to find some moment of enlightenment to say, oh, hang on, something didn't change, but if I do something else, it might. And before you know it, you're on the road to some sort of a change. And gratitude is definitely one of those big things. You don't need to be kind of running around, you know, positive poly, thanking everybody for everything. But just to pause for a moment and to kind of go, do you know what? I got to tuck in my daughter last night and kiss her to bed and then come back downstairs and watch something on the telly and go to bed. That's a huge, huge thing that a lot of people don't have. And we get so, so conflicted with gratitude that we bring in, like, I need the new car. I need the fancy shoes. I need a new laptop. I need, I need, I need. And there's a lot of this I need stuff. And as soon as you don't have access to things that you really do need, you soon learn what you need and what you want are two yeah. very different things. Absolutely. It's, um, no, it's, it's, it's amazing that, um, and geez, I've lost my train of thought there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, just, just, just like, it, like the stuff we take for granted and it's, it's not until, like you said, like you don't have it. Um, it's actually, yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. Just going back to like the, the conversation at the very, very start, about we're, we're talking about um, the guy from The Wanted and that his whole perspective have to, had to change because he now realised what he had around him was important. And I remember actually um, a few years back, actually, I was at a, a seminar um, in Dublin and uh, the lead singer of Aslan uh, was there. Why was my brain gone? Why can't I think of his name? Christy Blank Christy Dignam. Jesus, why did I go blank there? Who's actually um who's having a, a few struggles at the moment again. But yeah, he uh he said something really, really powerful that day. And the whole place he got a, a stand ovation. I was actually I think the only stand ovation the two days of the of the conference. But he said that all through his life, um he felt that he was searching, he was looking for something and looking for something. And it was wasn't until he was actually he was in a hospital bed. He was suffering with cancer and um, his grandson came in and it turned out that he couldn't get to, I think he couldn't get to his grandson's uh, uh, communion or he was really wanted to get there. But it made him realize that the only thing that was important right there and right that moment was actually all around him. And he's been chasing externally. And like you're talking about, like buying things and looking for the new car and all that, that sometimes what we actually really, really, want and what really makes the difference for life is actually around us all all around all, already and it's not till we get to the end of a journey sometimes we realize that yeah and you know some sometimes it's unfortunate that we it's a bit like we were talking about covid how we had to go through such a bad patch in order for to maybe find some kind of light at the end of the tunnel where people became a lot more community driven yeah. people start doing more things outside it was a pity that we had to go through all the chaos to get to that but you know w- with the likes of positive mental health 
forums and people speaking out about it now the desire and the hope would be that you know down the line i don't know we we could be talking weeks for some people months years i don't know down the line the people might not have to go through the negative stuff and maybe just start to appreciate the positive stuff without having to go through it and that that would be that would be a lovely thing for a lot of people that would be a lovely thing to witness perhaps down the years looking back on that's yeah that's something special now that people can access the positive part of their brain and appreciate the things that make them feel fulfilled without having to hit rock bottom before they start building again that's it that that would be nice it's like not naturally until something like that happens or our brain is like Teflon to uh, to anything good and then uh, anything positive just stick or anything negative kind of just just sticks. Six like Velcro. Like, it sticks like Velcro, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, I heard that phrase during the week. I thought it was quite good. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it stuck with me also. <laughs> oh, stop. The, yeah. um, John, I, I always ask, I talk, um, I try to get a kind of a, an angle on, on mindfulness and, and mindful living. I think you, you've covered a lot of already um, in what you're saying. And but. If you were to give someone some tips for just being more mindful in their life, um, what would you say? Um, I keep it short, will I? Not as, <laughs> as long as you want. No, I think, I think the advice that I'd give people is the same advice that I give myself. Um, that mindfulness or the the approach to mindfulness or bringing mindfulness into your day, whatever whatever way you kind of want to spin it, is when you're doing something, how does it make you feel? Okay, so regardless of what it is, if you were to just take a split second and ask yourself, whatever it is you're doing, how does it make you feel? Now, if the answer to that is what I'm doing makes me feel good, then what I always say is, if it feels good, keep doing it. If there's a question mark over what it is you're doing, it might just be that you're doing it the wrong way or there's a better way to do it, or perhaps you no longer need serve whatever it is you're doing and maybe take a step back, take a breath, get back at it again and ask yourself that question again. If the answer has changed, then all you needed was a break. If the answer is different, then perhaps reassess what it is you're doing. But for me, mindfulness is very much, I bring it into my day. Whenever I'm doing something, I, I'm, I'm mindful of how I'm feeling while I'm doing it and how it makes me feel. Because ultimately when we do something, we get a different sort of rush of endorphins or a different set of feelings doing the thing, whatever it may be, to what we have afterwards. So you get that kind of afterglow from certain things. So like you mentioned sea swimming, like for me, sea swimming is my balance because when I'm in work, I'm indoors, I'm in a suit and tie, I'm dealing with people face to face, I'm doing a lot of talk and there's a lot of noise with computers and printers and phones and it's all chaos. Then I get out to say the Vigo bats and I strip off to a pair of shorts and I leap into the deep blue sea and it's just me and the water and nature. So it's a complete polar opposite and that's the balance that I see. But the mindfulness of that is that when I'm, doing a swim or when I'm in the middle of a swim, I rarely do I think of anything, which is an unusual feeling to be thinking of nothing. Yeah. Even now, we're, me and you, we're both thinking of something, yeah. probably to do with the next question of the podcast or whatever's going on around us, but you're not thinking of nothing. Um, and for me, when you hit the sweet spot, 
you're not thinking about it. And then afterwards, it kind of stays with you for a little bit longer. And that's when you know you're doing something right. That's when you know you're doing the right thing. That's when your 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 mind is just suddenly settled. It's uh, and it's it's so hard for for us to find that activity that just helps us just literally think of nothing. It's yeah. uh, there's a there's a famous picture of um a man walking a dog and there's like a a bubble coming from the the man and he's got like he can see like his his tax returns and he can see where he's going the next day and all this and what's for dinner and all that and the bubble from the dog is literally just the image of what's in front of them you know yeah. it's uh, just letting go because we we often are constantly like i said just thinking of the next thing thinking of the next thing and what what's what's coming next it's um, big time um yeah. you know it, you, you gotta you you got to be real at the same time so we we do have to think about tomorrow and we do have to think about what's down the line of course we have to make provisions and things but like we're talking about improving people's mental health everything has to be slowed right the way back down and it has to be brought right back down to the present moment you know it does it like that's where it starts it starts in the present because you know your past is real and you can't change your past but it doesn't mean it needs to be the foundations of what your future is going to be either um but then tomorrow is not guaranteed so what are you left with you're left with today so if we're mindful of the things we do today and if we're grateful for the things that we have today well then that makes today a bit better and then if you do that every day today soon's become last week and it becomes a month away and that's snowballs in a lovely positive mantra oh that is absolutely powerful powerful stuff um i actually i, I normally ask a, another question called um yeah. but i think you, i think you've already answered it actually <laughs> um but one, one question just because i ask every other guest i have to say it um mm-hmm. like i talk about mindful living and uh, it's kind of a spin on mindfulness and bringing it into your own life but um if i say mindful living to you and sorry i'm gonna say um if i say the term mindful living to you what does it mean in your in your life in your terms mindful living so look everyone's like you say everyone's terminology or everyone's answer is going to be different but maybe for me mindful living is that i'm living the life that i want to live everything i do i want to do um there's going to be some small variations in that um where you we won't use the term people pleasing because Nicola will slap the hands off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like you, you, you say you do things for your partner, you do things for your kids, you do go and watch silly bands, you go and watch movies that you don't like, and you do that for other people. That that's compromise. That's part of a that's part of a hub and a network. Yeah. Ultimately, mindful living for me is me living every moment of my life the way I want to live it in a selfless way. Wow. That's that's. That's probably the key because I think people have got so far removed from being afraid to admit that they themselves want to do something for themselves. At the end of the day, Stephen, it's your life. You know, like if you wake up in the morning, like I had a friend of mine wanted to, she was like, I I was going to go for a walk the other night, but my partner had said to me, why would you be going for a walk? And then she didn't go for the walk. Now, you could dissect that down and go, right, why does he care if she's going for a walk? Why did she want to go for a walk? None of that is irrelevant. In my eyes, if I decide I want to go for a walk, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. And that's, that's just a really black and white, simple example of what I'm talking about. Like, what? why would you go swimming? 
Why would you go swimming in November in the freezing cold weather? I mean, you're out of your mind. Didn't want to ask, but... <laughs> There's a good chance that if I didn't go swimming, I'd probably be out of my mind. <laughs> Everybody's thing is different. Everybody's yeah. mindfulness is different. Everybody's answer to that question is going to be different. And that's the beautiful thing about asking that question. Because That's, that, that's what I love about it, asking on, on each, like, yeah. on each uh, episode, because you, you hit the nail on the head every single person has a different interpretation but i think it's so important and like exactly what you've said is that we we bring it into our own life and what what how it works for us and uh what and what works well the uh, yeah absolutely because you know it's you know when you i don't know whether you're you're religious or spiritual or you know whatever but let's let's in a generic term let's say you die and you are able to look back on your life, be it on your own looking back on your life or with some other entity, you know, are you going to look back and go, I'm raging I didn't do that? I should see there, see that part of my life just there when I was 30, I should, I should have done that there. And just see when I was 60 and I retired and I said I was going to start playing golf or I was going to go fishing and I didn't do it. And I, you know, like it's not a this isn't a dress rehearsal this is the <laughs> this is the real deal this is the show this is the show that's you um what are you gonna do do it and if it doesn't work out don't do it again yeah. but if it fucking does work out brilliant oh it's like it's like they say um the best time to do something more or the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is right now <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i, I totally, totally agree with you you know you you can reap the benefits of whatever decision-making process you go for, but you you, you got to go at it. You got to yeah. you got to decide to do it, um, and do it for you. Yeah, do it for you. You, can, you can't you can't be doing things for other people. You can be certainly doing things with other people, but, but not for them. They have yeah. they have their option to do stuff for them. Yeah, it has to just it's do something for your own heart. John, yeah, I, I, I absolutely have loved chatting to you and um, just opening up that conversation and just hopefully breaking down barriers for somebody else um, to have their own conversations, whether that's in private or whether that's with um, just seeking help somewhere. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank um, you for, for, any, for anyone that doesn't know you, um, what's the best way for them to find um, your page? Uh, so there's two there's two links uh, that I operate primarily from. Um, so that's awesome. 2019 is the uh, the Instagram uh, direct sort of link, um, but primarily I found that Facebook seems to still be the the top goer. You know, cool. uh, there's, there's a very very large following on on Facebook. So um, that's awesome. Just straight up, that's awesome. Type it into the right. toolbar, um, and you'll see that you'll see the logo. Um, click on and have a look and see and and what i'll do is um i have a show notes page for every episode so i'll stick on links to all that so if anyone's looking at it, there'll be a link uh in this episode to the show notes and that will point to to john's page and i'll probably put a few of his videos on it as well that uh you can listen to because this man honestly is he's breaking down barriers and um if you if you don't follow him i really really recommend that you look him up and, and follow him because he's an absolute gent and he is the epitome of awesome. John, thank you for being on the show. Stephen, thank you so much. So there you have this week's episode. Thank you again for just giving up your time. It's something that we should never um, underestimate is how important our time is 
and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode um, if you feel inspired by it and you feel that someone else may benefit please share the episode send it on to your friends and family and hopefully we can get more men talking about our own mental health just like we did here it's only through opening up conversation like this we give permission to do the same um, so thank you as always if you want to support the show please just share 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 and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Mindful Living Guide.